0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Southern Talk Time on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. And there it is! Saturday United
1: of the GM Vauxhall Conference have put down First Division Proletary City. Winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side.
0: They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes now. Delight for Sutton United. Sutton United, the National League, are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the football. Hello and welcome to the Sunday service, Sunday United Talk Time on podcast. Um, we are live at the moment on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. So if you want to join in, in the comments, please do. Um, I will try and keep an eye on them if anyone chucks anything in. Um, joining me today is Gabriel Sutton, and we will be joined in a moment with Andy Kay, who seems to have just lost his connection. Um, we're going to be Great talking. Time. A little... <laughs> yeah, that's perfect timing from Andy. Well done. Um, <clears throat> We'll be talking all things Warsaw, but we'll. we'll be like a band-aid and we'll rip that one off. Um, but before we get onto that, um, Gabrielle, you, you from the EFL debate is what your, your handle is on Twitter and you do various different um, different articles for different companies. Um, you know a staggering amount about <laughs> the, the EFL, um, which we were, funny enough. we were chatting, a couple of us were chatting about on uh, Tuesday before the Wigan match and it was like we kind of head over to your your Twitter page just to have a little look to see what should we know what should we know um so yeah tell us a little bit about yourself and and why why do you Know
1: so much about. The league. I, do you know? I I get this question quite a lot, Mike, and I I think I'm just quite lucky in the sense that I'm able to um to re- spend the time researching it. So I I my um uh, someone else on my street a guy called Steve down the road, who's a plumber, and he asked me, "How do you know so much about these themes?" And I, I was just, my answer was you know, it's part of my job. So there's things that he will do as a plumber that I've got no idea about. So if, if he talks talking to me about rolled steel Joyces, then I wouldn't have the slightest clue about what he's on about. So it's just it's just being able to have put the time into uh, into researching it really and uh, having relationships with different fan groups like yourselves and, um, and lucky enough, I've been lucky enough to sort of uh, be able to work towards building up a decent uh, platform for it. I guess.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that we we kind of mentioned, and a lot of people don't have this, and it's a really, really, really excellent skill to have, is it's twofold. When you don't know, you just go, right? Can somebody tell me, or can yeah. someone tell me anything about this? Hmm. Which is actually really difficult. Most people just go, oh, I'm gonna bluff this. Me, hello. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people, and when you get it wrong, you're just there straight away going, yeah, I got that one wrong. Um, why did I get that one wrong? What? What? Where was I? And it's it's just really, really refreshing to see someone just own everything. Just say, "It's yeah, gaps in my knowledge. Fill me in, guys. Tell me what's going on." And it's yeah. really, really good. Um, <clears throat> so, is that a skill you've learned or you've always done that? That's a really good question.
1: Um, I think I've always been quite curious uh, to to learn more things, and I always think that trying to sort of bring other people into the conversation is uh, something that I'm quite quite passionate about really, because okay. I think it is a time in okay. certain areas of football where fans don't necessarily feel heard, uh, certainly at the top level. And what I love about uh, what I'm able to do in the EFL is, is giving fans a voice and, and building those links. So it's always important to me to start with hearing what the fans think. And sometimes, you get responses that may be a little bit reactionary sometimes and therefore you've kind of got to balance that, uh, balance your own perception of something with what fans are saying and sometimes the truth is a little bit in the middle. Um, But no, I I think I'm always trying to learn new things and if there's something that I hear that goes against what I already think then that's a great opportunity to sort of broaden my... um, uh, broad my whatever the word is, um, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love hearing what fans think.
0: Yeah, I, I can't believe you're breaking the news to us that that fans can be reactionary and <laughs> 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 there's areas of grey. No, surely the world is black or <laughs> white. Everyone hates us, and everyone loves us. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> we will now. Andy's back. He he tried to get out, but <laughs> he's right back in. didn't quite work. Yeah, we, we will uh, we will talk about Walsall. Obviously, um, well, I, I have to say, I feel like I've got a massive reputation because it was quite funny because at Wigan, four or five, maybe even six, seven people said well, variations of the same thing. Was, Mike, are you all right, It's outside the M25. What are you doing? <laughs> so, so we obviously know I wasn't there. <laughs> um, I did listen um, and watch some highlights and I've got the match to watch back. But... Um, Andy, what, what, was it as bad as all that? I mean, so many changes, <laughs> losing Dean in the warm-up.
2: I think what well, it was always going to be um, a tough ask. Um, I think anyone going there thinking it was going to be an easy an easy victory for us is is a fool. Uh, particularly those people who went on Tuesday because our players you know worked their socks off, and uh, those changes that we made were were extremely important and vital changes for the simple reason that we've, we've got a Tuesday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday. Um, you know, we've got a really, really tough run of fixtures. One of those games is at home. All the rest are away. This is, this is, you know, really, really stretching our, our, our side to the limit. So coming away with anything from Warsaw would have been a bonus. Um, M- Matt said in his, um, post-match interview that we were probably worth a draw. I think we were worth a draw. Um, but it was never going to be a classic performance. It was never going to be your Carlisles or your Colchester's. or anything like that. Um, It was always going to be a hard fought struggle. Um, losing Dean in the warm-up was disappointing, but weirdly enough, because Warsaw was so poor, it didn't make much of a difference. I mean, they, they, I mean, he had to make I think two saves in the entire game. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was yeah. Walsall were a very, very poor side, like one of the poorest I've seen in season. Um, I thought Scunthorpe playing us at home were had more about them than water did at their own place. Um, so I think it was, yeah, it was always going to be, you know, they, they weren't going to get, they weren't going to get very far. Um, so I think losing Dean was not necessarily a problem losing Louie. Um, I think Kobe had a really good game actually. Uh, um, Kobe, Kobe, Rowe was slightly straight back in. That's just, I think it's his first 90 minutes for, for however long. Um, and he seems much more, much more with it. Uh, that was fine. Um, Ricky Corboer, I think, I probably by his own admission had a poor game. Um unfortunately, some some of the um some of the reactionary fans, reactionary. Reactionary <laughs> fans are basically saying, Oh, he's not good enough, uh, you know, not good enough for this level. And actually, no, you don't judge a player on one, on one performance. I think I said on the forum yesterday, I said if that was the case, then we wouldn't have Will Randall or Dean Pizanis, who have been two of our best players. But actually have had games where they've just been, you know, they've been really, really off form um, and fans have already been calling for, their, calling for their heads at that point. Dean is now, you know, a, fa- a complete fan favourite for understandable reasons. And I think Will Randall is getting close to being my player of the season because he's just, on Tuesday night at Wigan, when he was on the pitch, he, apart from scoring the goal, which was fantastic, he did not lose possession once during that game. Every time he had the ball, um, it went to another Sutton player. He didn't he, he was not he was not tackled for the entire game and it's little things I like that people miss so yeah um I think the fact that we had we had knackered players out there getting Harry injured when we did and uh really forcing Milson to play in midfield when he, he really shouldn't have played was another factor although Milson gave it his all you know whether that means he'll be all right for Tuesday I don't know. Um so you know you've got you're gonna you are going to gonna have these these things, you know, Donny. Donny going off as well, very early doors, um, meaning we played Bugil and Bennett up front, who are two Mm -hmm. players that are both very, very good, but kind of need the more the Wilson, the Tanto sort of players to play with them. Together, they don't necessarily play as well because they're very, very similar sort of players. So it was was never, I don't think it was ever in any realistic situation going to be an easy win for us. Um, I think the penalty was very, very soft. It happened right in front of me and... Yeah, it was a shoulder barge. I mean, you know, it wasn't necessarily anything, anything particularly dodgy. Um Colin Wilkinson celebrated in the same way he did uh, for Dagenham. I don't know what his problems were. Something. I have no idea. Apart from the fact maybe he's from Croydon, you know, but that's that's the only thing I can think. of. But um, and he was he was again. I think he was actually embarrassed with his own team later on when he was falling over all the time hassling the referee you know it was it, it was quite a horrible yeah you know, it wasn't the fact that Wolves were necessarily a poor side they were kind of really really strange and and physical with it it was kind of like they were trying to make up for their inadequacies mm-hmm. by you know trying trying to take gamesmanship and I mean, there was one point where their their manager got a got a yellow card in the second half because he manhandled Kizzy as he was taking a throw in I mean, you don't do that as a manager. You just don't do that. So that was what we were up against. And as a result, you know, we lost the game. But I see it as we lost one point. I didn't see it as we lost three because we never get three.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I was um, listening. And although we had our usual could have nicked something at the end, mm. um, it was it was one of those, if, if it wasn't a soft penalty, it would have been a nil-nil draw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... I, I, from listening to it and, and various comments there was a lot of Walsall fans on Twitter who was kind of saying that was never a penalty we'll take it but that was yes. never a penalty um, but there seemed to be a consensus that the ref having given the penalty decided then to give Walsall pretty much nothing anymore and we got lots of little decisions but when there was a chance of a penalty decision at the other end he didn't, he didn't want yes. to know about it either so it was, it, was, it was a strange one obviously can't blame the ref I, I knew and I said last week that um, it was just that, that picture of Wigan just looked massive um, there were times Joe who's been brilliant was suddenly the ball's flown over his head and he's looked over his behind him and suddenly went where'd he come from <laughs> and just was, well, there wasn't anyone there a minute ago um, but yeah you, you just kind of knew that it was not a hangover not a celebration but just th- what they left on the pitch was nothing on Tuesday they, they, they just were knackered um
2: I mean it didn't help as well. I mean the the pitch at Wigan itself, apart from being big, was actually quite boggy. Um yeah. it was it was it was a heavy surface to play on, which won't have helped our side at all. I mean, that's not really an excuse for result because of course, yeah, whatever surface the team plays on, both teams are playing that's, on it. So absolutely. yeah, but I think it's it probably took more out of us than it, it could have done, yeah, which which that. concerns me a little bit more
0: for Tuesday. Uh, and to be fair, the fact that whatever whatever you say and whatever you try and do there was a huge amount of emotion getting through until the semi-final to get yeah. to a, a, a final. Um, I felt it and I wasn't on the pitch. And, um, so there was, there's a huge amount of emotion. So we, the, the good news is it wasn't to one of our playoff rivals, yeah. um, which would have been a hell of a lot worse news. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, a, a couple of, um, well, not many comments this week, but um, Gabriel who's, who's been on with us before, um, he's kind of basically pointed out that the injuries are a bit more worrying than the actual result. Um, which I, I would agree with. Um, Matt said they're mostly niggles and precautions mm-hmm. um, which is, is obviously good news um, but then we don't know what <laughs> how much Matt, Matt is playing things down. We, we don't yeah. know obviously. Um, but what we'll do very quickly, um, I do want to come back to you and talk to you a bit more about uh, the, the Wigan match and the cup final and so on but um, we'll bring in rich from the loathsome stranger podcast and i've said that wrong i know i said it wrong um, but i'll get him to say it properly and give you the correct links um so the yeah, stranger i think yes
3: everyone gets it wrong do not worry
0: <laughs> i i wrote it out i deliberately type i didn't copy and paste it i typed it out so i would try and remember it <laughs> <laughs> but te- tell us, tell us properly what it is. Be
3: professional. Loathed strangers ah. podcast. But um, my Twitter handle is Loved stranger because they ran out of letters, and ah. I didn't, I didn't realize that that would um, cause as much issue as it as it did. <laughs> um, retrospect, you know, at the time, and I also didn't realize how much of a tongue twister it is because when when I created the name, when I went with the name of the pod, I didn't say it aloud, and then once it was too far along after that, so we had to go with it.
0: <laughs> well. My one, being Mike, I decided to be very, very clever. And it's the SU, so Sutton United, Talk Time, TT, on podcast. So SU, TT, on podcast, the Sutton podcast. That's pretty cool. It's ridiculous. You don't say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you just... The sun, da, 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 da. <laughs> Fuck it, Sutton podcast. That's it. <laughs> I'm the only one that'll do. Um, but you must be slightly different to our feelings from yesterday. Um was it was it ninety
3: second? No, 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 ninety-fifth, 96. Ninety yeah, I think it I think it was in in the ninety-sixth, right at the start of that. So a couple of seconds after the five minutes of injury time were ended. So yeah, it was it was a really I mean if you know the background to the fixture, it, it was a really emotive moment for a lot of Swindon fans and it wasn't about oldham athletic for which we have absolutely no problems with at all mm-hmm. it was about the manager and the way yeah. that he sort of i wouldn't say i'm reluctant to say behaved but the way he was during his swindon tenure was not what anyone would want from their manager he just never he he turned up he didn't seem bothered he he everything he did he just didn't seem bothered um, he teased us with about 11 games to go saying he was going to resign and then they convinced him to stay and there's this feeling that he was very much in a he was a part of what almost killed Swindon um, because he was brought in by the regime that did the absolute utmost to destroy us and Oldham are going through that sort of stuff at the moment now and there's no way on earth I would ever sort of wish any ill on any club in that respect but for Sheridan that was closure for us yesterday. We're not going yeah. to obsess about it. if he if he turns up with another club in three years' time. I don't think he'll, he'll still get stick, but I don't think he'll get what he got yesterday because that was a nice ending and him flipping the uh, bird at the swing <laughs> fans as he as he left the uh, the dugout at the end of the game. That was a nice the end moment. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw that, and I did. I did kind of. I I find it difficult. I mean, we we were talking about football fans been a bit reactionary but there's, there's a huge amount of hypocrites in football as well where people will give dogs to dogs and dogs abuse and as soon as someone does that they're like well you can't do that and
3: it's like what God, <laughs> I think I think Swindon fans wanted that I think they wanted that reaction and it was quite apparent as early in the first half that Sheridan was more than happy to shout back and give it the big ones and what what was even better is olden fans that they love sheridan so much so they Mm. they joined in the pantomime by getting so behind sheridan and it it was you know to be honest it's like it's the stuff that you're not allowed to say you actually really enjoy watching (laughs) And, and then and then like it's better than the game itself you know so everyone who says oh it's an outrage you should get like a 12 match touchline ban or whatever i'm not I'm not behind that at all. He'll get a slap not on it. the wrists, wrists, but he had it all game long. He knew yeah. it. The part of the problem is we spent almost all but two games of his tenure were in lockdown. There was 2,000 in in two games attending, so we didn't have that moment to sort of go, "Girl, you're rubbish." So, him coming back um, was it was a bit of a. Bit of a surprise because we didn't think he would be back in football. I don't think he thought he'd be back in football after after Swindon. But Oldham, yeah. Oldham always comes a calling. You'll always, <laughs> yeah. have,
1: you'll, you'll always have Oxford between you, exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> um, on the season so far, how's it? How's it kind of going to your expectations? Were you kind of, are you kind of where you want to be, or?
3: Yeah, we, we absolutely yeah. are. So, in terms of the season expectation-wise, and obviously Gab will know all about this, um, Swindon were expected to go down this year based on what we encountered last last summer, where you know with a matter of weeks before the season, we had six experienced players on the books and a couple of first-year pros. We had no one else, yeah. um, and when that happens traditionally. It's a season of struggle. And I think Ben Gurner, Swindon's manager, mentioned it in his post match yesterday. Swindon and Oldham are two teams in embargoes at the moment. And the difference between where Swindon are and where Oldham are is a real is a real sign of how well Swindon did this year recruitment wise. But what we what we really wanted, and we knew it wasn't gonna happen, we wanted everyone to just go, you know, this season what will be will be. As long as we don't go down all will be good but we've showed promotion promise and every time we lose now there's all that flapping so you know when we lose the fans go this is out you know there's there's a small pocket of fans that don't really rate Ben Garner I don't think but they've done a tremendous job and we're in the playoff picture we're in the automatic you know it's so close up there with you guys and a couple of others it really is depends on you know how the the running goes but Swindon can easily, easily make automatic and we can all easily finish 12th. And I think there's about yeah. seven teams that can say that right now. That's, so yeah. um, it's it's been a good season. There have been frustrating moments, as there always are. But I honestly, nobody expected us to really, really compete. When we started bringing in people like Louis Reed and Johnny Williams, you kind of sort of went, well, we're clearly not going to go down with these guys now. Yeah. But you still don't know. You still don't know how it's going to pan out, and it's it's gone really well. And hopefully, tomorrow, yesterday's sort of last gasp, a motive winner will act as a catalyst. And and but we'll see, we'll see. Well, I'm not, not sure if Andy would agree with me, but he, he, hopefully, he will. Um, you
0: guys at our place for that first twenty twenty five minutes was the first time this season that we were like. Oh, maybe we really have stepped up a little bit because mm-hmm. all the other games we were in it, like even against Forest Green, we were in it. Um, but yeah, it was you guys just absolutely tearing us apart for that first twenty minutes was like the first eek um, moment. Obviously, we've gone on since then. Um, but how do you? I mean, how do you see the game going, Andy? Um... Tough one. I mean, the
2: thing I'm hanging on to is that uh, Swindon's away form is much better than their home form. Um, I don't know how much that is relevant in the last few weeks, as such, but I know that you know away from home they were pretty much unstoppable, but at home they always seem to be seem to be kind of almost a bit nervy at times. Um, I I think we again I think we're going to struggle to get much out of Tuesday. Um, again, if we come away with a point, it'd be great. But I just want to echo what you said earlier in the season. I mean. I would say a bit more than that first 20 minutes. That first half, they swindled and blew us away. Johnny Williams shouldn't have been on that pitch. Johnny Williams is a championship Premier Premier League player. He's he's far too good for this level. And he, he bossed that entire game. Um and I just thought, you know, you never like it when your team loses. But that game walked away and went, Yeah, Fet Cop. Totally. Um that that was that was possibly a slightly unfair result I think on Swindon I think they could have actually come away with three or four um they were that they were that far superior to us the last half an hour we got back into it but um but yeah I mean you guys were you guys were great absolutely great and um it would be nice to be in a position where we don't lose to Swindon because every time we've played you we've lost um going back to the early <laughs> 80s um but um but yeah it's just a case of whatever team we managed to put together on the day. And if we can come away with something, and I think if we can come away with a draw, that will actually be a a, a really good result for us.
0: And and Rich, how do you see the game going?
3: It really does, depend. I mean, we've we've played in recent weeks, we played Exeter at home and we took the lead and then we just fell apart after we took the lead. Um, We did similar against Salford, um, but, you know, we've, so, but the, we're getting better at home in 2022, we have improved and we could mm-hmm. never have sustained that away form so we've lost a couple away this year but um, it, it's Swindon will just do their thing, we, we've got a few people out too um, we're not threadbare mm-hmm. but if we get a couple more injuries, I think Harry McCurdy's back um, or should be back for Tuesday after suspension cool. He, he <laughs> Harry is a very unique individual, but at the moment he's having the season of his career, you know, yeah. that no one expected. I mean in September, october time he he wasn't in the lineup, you know, and then suddenly, even the game he scored four goals in, he wasn't great. <laughs> you know, it was just one of these things where everything went right for him. I'll get, I'll get pelters for saying that, but um, everything sort of just, just worked out for him. But um, Swindon need to just build on these wins. It's becoming quite a trend in my mind. And I haven't got this science or the, the, the working for this, but when we have one of these sort of uplifting year wins, the Tuesday after we kind of, it's, it's it falls flat and we weren't like great. We weren't great on Saturday, you know, and that wasn't helped by Oldham just stinking the place out, trying to sort of break the uh, play with, you know, cynical fouls, tactical fouls, tactical yes. yellows all the way through the game, which is what we expected. And but when Swindon did have the ball, we did struggle to sort of do what we can do very well, and some of the touches were a bit poor, but. Because of the last minute win, everyone's like, Oh my god, what a game! And I'm like, Well, it was okay, we were all right. So we need we need we need to make sure that whatever they did this morning and tomorrow in training, they just work on the bit the fundamentals that they weren't doing right against Oldham because teams like Sutton who are up there are gonna punish that. And there were a few moments where Oldham could have easily countered, but their, their forward line was just not at the races and you know, I mean, not for the want of Hadam Hope trying to Maradona his way into infamy, but um, is it Bambula? <laughs> he just my goodness, what a performance that was by the poor guy. I felt for him, but everything he did was and he had space options, just pass it, and he was just looking for a 30 yarder, <laughs> oh dear, but there's stuff to work on for Swindon. I, I want to say that Swindon should, that they won't be going for draws now. We are now, we've got nothing else but the league. It's got to be wins. So to for us to want to get that third place, I don't want to go in the playoffs. You know, we've got we've got to attack it. And when we're, when we're cooking, we'll score two, three goals, no problem at all. And Jack Payne's just coming back from injury. He played well, but he was quite rusty. A few sloppy touches. And if he's back, he was good against Sutton in my mind, but he's good most weeks, to be fair. And as long as that's all going, and expect goals, but we can see. We so we'll, we'll see. We just need to build on that last minute winner. We just got to do that and hope that you guys are thinking of Wembley and um, <laughs> preserving yourself for that, <laughs> which I will be broadly supportive of.
0: <laughs> um, so you score and concede a lot of goals. So I'm hearing nil-nil on this. it's oh. what, what
3: I'm hearing. Is what I'm hearing.
0: Um, for not very often I get this, but a, a neutral viewpoint, Gab. What, what, what do you see?
1: Well, I think Swindon um, are making some real progress this year. I, I don't necessarily know if I see them getting promoted after um, the injuries to Tomlinson and to Cooper. It feels like that's taken away. They scored, uh, was it 11 goals in three games or something along those lines, Rich, which is just yeah. incredible. And then just after that, or not long after that, I think there was the defeat to Southford. And then you get all these injuries, Louis Barry as well. And, um, I don't know what Rich thinks, but I, I really like actually Josh um, Josh Davison. But I feel like he needs someone who can run beyond him. And I guess that if you don't really have that, if you've not got Louis Barry in the side, so I think absentees could could affect them. Um, I'll probably go for a draw for this one.
3: Okay, perfect. Coward. <laughs> coward. I'm not a coward.
1: I'm saying it's going to be a draw.
0: Cowardly. <laughs> um... So that, that's that's perfect. Um, guys are welcome to if you want to dip out or, or hang on. We we're gonna um, just talk about cup final stuff <laughs> <laughs> You we get to do that. <laughs> so it's completely up to you. If you want you want to dip out or, or stay in, I, I honestly don't don't mind either way. Um, but thank you very much for all your input on that, uh, Andy. Well, well, first of all, last week I had Mark on and I didn't actually realise that Mark had done the drive from Wigan all the way down past London, down to Cornwall. I know he said it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I realised it. Um, so it's it's huge, huge thanks to to um, Mark because he didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think he only stepped in. He sort of said, oh, yeah, if you ever need me. I went, oh, I've actually got a spot <laughs> open. And uh, after the match, he kind of looked a bit <laughs> a bit shocked. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you put yourself in there, mate. Um, but it's a couple of little things. Um the the tickets we've obviously lots and lots of not panic but questions about tickets mm-hmm. um, and what obviously they're not we're not going to run out we've taken nearly fifteen thousand as an initial allocation and they've made the point it's initial there's two things I want to say on this the the, the way they're seeming to be selling not the club obviously because we we're, we're not doing it mm-hmm. um, but the way they seem to be selling it is if you buy your ticket the day they're released, and I buy it three or four days later, we could be completely
2: working, working around. Yeah,
0: working around. And as I kind of said, it's like, oh, that, that might dilute it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, as much as yes, I'd love to spend this moment with some of my friends and family uh, who would be very, very pleased for me that something win obviously, because that's what's going to happen. Um, but there will be just that little moment of at that final when, when Dean saved that penalty, it was just looked at, looking around, there was just bear hugs going on mm-hmm. everywhere. Um I don't know. Do, 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 am I mental, or are you kind of along the same? I know what you mean. I think. I think what it is is that you want to. You
2: want to be sitting and having the experience with the people that you had the experience with going up there with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we know that there are going to be a lot of people at Wembley who may have been to one game, may not have been to any game, may not be a Sutton supporter, but for the day will be a Sutton supporter. So you will be surrounded by Sutton supporters. Some will be very, very fair weather. Some will be you know died in the wall 60 years plus um, I think what it is it's the way the way I'm seeing it with, with my group of friends is actually we're pretty much buying them all together and it may well be that one person will buy a whole load of tickets and then they'll, they'll get money in and then you know you are with the people you want to be with mm-hmm. um, but I think also as well it's the kind of well actually everyone around you is going to be supporting some mm-hmm. um, and if you are a long-term supporter it's almost it almost feels like a bit of a duty to actually almost take these fans under your wing and just basically say, right, this play is really good. This play is great. Come on, cheer for this one. Be great. You know, um, and almost show the way it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, yeah. but I know it is. I think part of the problem is this is a completely new experience for us. Um, <laughs> even those who have been to Wembley before, the way this is done is completely new. We've never experienced anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Go into a game where literally you have to go in a certain block in a certain area. Um, you can't even go in the own front, you know, sort of thing. Um, and I think it's that unknown that's going to going to kind of like confuse a lot of people. Um, mm. Maybe even myself. Uh, but it is what it is, and you have to kind of you'll have to adapt to the circumstances. But if you, I would say to any Sutton fan, if you want to be around people that you want to be with, just by just communicate with each other and buy tickets together yeah, um yeah. because then you're going to be with the people you what you you most want to be with for the match
0: there's a little bit of hope that the club are going to go actually no we're buying this many tickets and then buying through us so you're in, in this block trying, to be honest
2: to, to be, be honest i don't think that's the right thing um mm-hmm. and i'm basing that on how the club coped with tickets for leeds and tickets for arsenal yeah, now right. you remember queuing up for four or five hours to get those tickets. Okay, it probably won't be that bad, but I think it would put an unfair burden on the club and the volunteers if that was the case. Um, If there is a window for season ticket holders to buy before others, so actually the season ticket holders are all together, or together as much as they can be, that might help things. But then there might be some season ticket holders saying, well, I don't want to sit in this block near the middle. I want to sit behind the goal. So it's all going to be about personal choice as well. Um, So again, it's kind of like as far as I'm concerned, I don't care where I sit. I, I just, I'm just over the moon to be at Wembley. I want to be as close to the pitch as possible. I know I'm, yeah, I've waited 35 years for this. There've been three near, very near misses in my time watching Sutton. Um, I've waited too long for this to let any sort of logistical thing potentially spoil my experience. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be there as close to the front as possible. I'm gonna just shout my head off. I'm gonna be there as soon as the gates open. I wanna, I wanna milk <laughs> every minute of this experience as if it had
0: others. Well, I've, I've also said that I, I've got all that kind of. Oh, I'd rather do this. And then I'm also torn more of, actually, I'm just going to buy the most expensive ticket possible because I want to be able to say I've spent that much money watching something United in a football match. Well, <laughs> just, yeah, just, but also
2: but for... also as well, it might be the only time we do. I mean, OK, there's a possibility we could go to Wembley twice this season, but you don't know. You, you can work on possibilities or you can work on definites. And the definite is that we are going to be at Wembley yeah, on Sunday April the 3rd playing a League Cup final. You know.
0: Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say is I've entered a couple of different competitions for a full on VIP experience at Wembley, in which case it would absolutely be. See you, bitches. I said I wanted to be with you, but now I'm, I'm upstairs. Cheers. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple of other little things on, on the on the final. Um The club shop has asked me to mention, although this is going out live and the deadline is, is already really, really tight. It's 11.59 tonight. You need to get your your shirt orders in if you want it before, a guarantee before Wembley. They might still arrive, but it's 11.59 tonight to get absolutely guaranteed. So head to the club shop and you can get um, a replica shirt with the final details on, um, polo shirts with final details on, and you can even get customised stuff with um, numbers on the back, although they're not offering 2022 with the numbers on the back, which (laughs) I absolutely would have snapped their hands off. I, t- I tell you something
2: with the number of away games this season, uh, this this month, and uh, how much fuel costs are going up. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, the credit card's taking a battering.
3: Yeah, so absolutely. I'm just
2: thinking, yeah, it can take a bit more of a battering with the top, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, oh, do I do I not? Um, but you yeah, know, it's got it's got it's got to be done. I think. Yeah. Um, also, didn't mention or didn't ask you for the players for the pod, the player of the day. Now you've mentioned Kobe. Um, for, so for the Walsall match, very, very difficult, obviously. But yeah. um, who else would you want to mention? I was thinking Stuart to just stepping in at, what, 45 minutes notice.
2: Yeah, stepping in and doing absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, OK, yeah. he's, he's a 40-year-old goalkeeper, his experience. He's hardly going to be spooked by this. I mean, yeah, no offence to Brad, but if Brad had gone in, you know, yeah. making his league debut with such short notice, you know, it, it, it could have well been. He could have been a bit spooked by it. Um, But, I mean, you know... Stuart, yes, he was not spooked by it, but then he didn't really have much to do either. Yeah. So, so um, that,
0: that does show something, though, where the because I've seen other games, not necessarily our games, but other games where the, the, the defense don't have any um, faith in the keeper. Yeah. And it just causes a little bit of panic back there. And um, the, the fact that that didn't seem to happen just yeah. shows how much they, 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 they trust him as well. So, that's that's really positive news for someone who's only been with us a couple of yeah two and a half months yeah um or even, yeah two and a half months um so i like to have four so if you've got a couple i'll of give options? you another one ben White.
2: yeah yeah okay uh, I, ben had a very solid game um yeah. again didn't do a huge amount wrong pushed up quite a lot he was mm-hmm. he was he was very very attacking yesterday um yeah. when the side itself probably wasn't um but i think he had a, i think he had a solid game yeah, um yeah. I'm trying to think who else stood out. I mean, there wasn't again, tiredness kicked in with so many of them. I mean, you know, um Omar, Omar was was trying his best, but was knackered. Milson was trying his best, but he was knackered. Um, I mean, there's always a default of falling back onto Goodlift because again, you know, week in, week out, he always does it, but it always feels like a bit of a cop-out because you, you he is yeah, he is Mr. Consistency for us, you know. He you know yeah. you know he won't have a bad game. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think of ones that that kind of stood out a bit more, and I think I might end up having to go with, with Ben Goodliffe as the fourth and one.
0: No worries, we will put those four forward mm. and leave it to the vote. Although this one will be a bit more difficult because last last couple have been quite obvious with the uh, yeah we'll with Enzio and uh, with <laughs> yeah. um, but so this one, it could be spread around a little bit more. That would be interesting. Yeah, marvellous. So thank you very, very much. Um, always a pleasure. Always good having you on. Anyone, just give us uh, your feedback um, at Sutton Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, the other thing. Forget again, TikTok. Um, or drop an email, Mike, at Sutton Podcast. And do vote on the Player of the Day nominations. Um, give us a shout-out if you hear it. If you want to review, please do so on any of the... Um, podcast sites. I know there's loads of platforms, but um, keep trying to make me spend money to push it, but I'm not doing that. Um, Thank you all for listening. Thank you to my guests. Um, Thanks to Andy, as I said, to Rich and to Gab Sutton, who stepped in for me at last minute. It's a bit like Stuart Nelson. I should have thought to say that. Uh, Well, you just said it. Oh, my God. I should have thought to say that at the time, but never mind. Um, Thanks to everyone for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Um, We'll be on Wednesday, <laughs> God, I've lost all my days. We're on Wednesday, and I've been joined by Jared and Jenny and someone from Tranmere. I'm just it's Harry from Tranmere who's agreed to, to come on to us. So we will see you all on Wednesday. Thanks again. Bye bye.